Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. My name's Alyssa and I'm joining you with Father Rob Galea today. How are you? G'day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, I'm well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I heard George do the intro last week. Um, and I thought I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn to do the intro. People want to hear you. They don't always want to hear me. I talk too much. I listen to the podcast and I think I talk too much. <laughs> but I think what you say is quality though, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to to talk less and to to let people listen to you. Um, I I just get too carried away. It's good. It's and, a good thing. <laughs> and anything exciting happened? Oh gosh, we're still in lockdown. Lockdown has been extended in Victoria for a couple more weeks. But um, the most exciting thing in the last fortnight for me, I celebrated my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. (laughs) (laughs) That was nice. So, um, How many years? How many years? Four years. Four years. It goes so quick. Oh my gosh. But um, no, we had a beautiful day together. So that was good. So a home date. A home date. My husband's a very good cook. And so I said, let's get Uber Eats or something. And he said, no, I want to cook for you. So he he cooked um, some beautiful pasta. We had some oysters. I made a cake, which is huge because I don't cook. Wow. Um, and my husband and even uh, said you- to me, he said, wow, it even looks like tiramisu cake. And that's a big <laughs> compliment. <laughs> well, as, a, as opposed to a lump. Yes. <laughs> of some sort. Well, I'm I'm terrible at cooking too, but that that's so nice. So you get to, you, you, I'm sure you had a nice glass of wine or champagne or something to celebrate. Yes, we did. Years. We had so many like deliveries as well. Like our family and friends were just absolutely beautiful. So that was good. How about you, Father Rob? Well, I haven't had any anniversaries while I'm in <laughs> lockdown, but I've been just uh, my I've just been immersed in work in work. And this, in all honesty, this lockdown is frustrating me so much right now. It's just really hard, and our lockdown is really tough. Like we have a curfew, eight p.m. and oh, it's moving um, to nine soon. It's moving to nine p.m. Thank God, That's so I can you. walk the dog. Because <laughs> usually it's like five minutes to eight. I realize I need to take the dog for a walk, and I have to run around the block. But it's also we're now we're going to be extended and we're allowed to leave the house for one hour currently. It can be two hours for exercise. So that's good, which is more realistic for me because I walk about 10 kilometers a day, which is about eight miles a day yeah. or whatever it is. Um, so I, I, I need my long time exercising apart from what I do in, in my garage lifting <laughs> weights. <laughs> Fantastic. No, it's good. So this is, yeah, it is a difficult time and it's difficult for me. I can imagine, just cannot imagine actually how difficult it must be for so many people who are struggling and finding it so hard with family, with disabilities, with, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, even the messages I get, I feel so, so much empathy, so much love for you guys. And I, I just, I really pray for you. I really do pray for you. And every Sunday Mass, I, I do offer, for, especially for those who are really struggling right now. It's Today's um, even like, yeah, it's a difficult time. It's a difficult time. And I really appreciate um, how much we need God, how much we need faith in a time like this. Most definitely. So um, today we talk, we're talking about God's generosity, God's blessing towards us, which sometimes can have a side effect of causing envy mm-hmm. you know when we see god blessing others why hasn't god blessed me like he's blessed others why or is i've put in so much work and so much energy 
and yet I don't have the success, I don't have the platform that other people have, and that people talk to me, and I'm sure you, Alyssa, that have a public ministry, you know, playing um, and speaking and and doing things like this. It is, I get people all the time saying like, uh, th- thinking that the only way God blesses is through a public ministry, through something that is that uh, that people recognize. Fine, yes, I get acknowledged for for my public work, but there's so much more to God's blessings than what happens publicly. Yeah, <clears throat> I couldn't agree and, more. And so this is what we need. Yeah, just to realize God's blessing in our lives. But let's go to the scripture. Let's go to today's this weekend's gospel. Um, which is Matthew 20, verses 1 to 16. Okay. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire labourers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the labourers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the labourers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Yes. Uh, this story, I cannot help but remember a thing, a scene um, from where I was brought up in Malta. Now, when I was, um, I left Malta about 15 years ago, and that was when sort of all the refugees started coming. There's there's massive migration, the illegal immigration, and there were a lot of people that came to Malta. In fact, Malta was, and still is per capita, the the biggest um, receiver of uh, of refugees in the in the world per capita. Of course, we have a small population, but um, so we had. A, we used to go to this drive through this part of Malta, and it was this huge roundabout, like this this huge um, road crossing, and they used to be like literally hundreds, hundreds. Of, of refugees or illegal immigrants just congregated there at about five in the morning, six in the morning. And some would stay the whole day. They would be there and they'd be there with, with literally with, with a spade in their hand, some of them with, uh, with some tools, other people with nothing. And they'd just sit there. And then every now and then you'd see a, a truck, a pickup truck come, a stop, 
and about five of them would jump on the back of this pickup truck and they would disappear. And then at the end of the day, they were brought back to this same roundabout. So this is what was happening. You know, people were coming and they were bringing in, these people were ready to work. They were desperate for money. They were desperate, even though it was illegal to do so. They would come there and the the people would know that that's where they're going to find some cheap labor. And that's where they, if they wanted to find some labor that was um, risking their lives, that would risk someone else's life, dirty work, they would come there, they'd pick people up and take them to this place of work and give them this sort of terrible wage and then bring them back um, to this place where they... But this is also, even though it reminded me of this, there's a lot of things that were not quite the same as this parable. Yeah, a little bit different, but I can see where you're getting the similarity because... Something that I learned this week was what, like, I wondered why are these workers all standing idle in this marketplace? And when I was researching, I found out that many farmers were actually forced off their land because of the Roman taxes debt that they'd incurred. Mm. And so this actually violated something that was in, said in Leviticus 25. It's like God actually commanded that land cannot be taken from those who work it. But the Romans who were in power at that time didn't care about any of that. And so they took the land off these farmers. So there were these large pools of men who were, like, gathered each morning hoping to be hired for the day. Um, And so if you're still waiting at, like, 5 o'clock, you had very little chance of being able to earn enough money to feed your family. Like, it literally was a a matter of survival, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. So if if they didn't get work that day, they wouldn't be able to feed their family. It was tragic. And I I love what you brought out there, Alyssa, as well, is that the Romans, and a context as well. So the Romans were considered, this is one of the reasons why the Romans at the time were considered oppressive. They they didn't respect the Jewish laws. They didn't respect what Leviticus said, because that was the Bible. What's it bother us? You know, we're not, we're not Jews. And so this is why they thought Jesus was this Messiah that was coming to get rid of this oppression and bring back the Jewish law. So that's interesting, even though it probably yeah. has nothing to do with the scripture. But again, this context of, of, of the, the, the Romans. And so these guys were left, they were, um, as a, de- a direct result of this oppression. And they came to, this was probably about September that this happened. So mm-hmm. Jesus would have seen this happen and given this parable. This was, why is it September? Because it was the time of harvest, the time where the grapes were being harvested. And it was the time where there was an abundance of work, so much work, but it was quick work. So they needed to get the grapes off the vine, the, the vines, the vines, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and before the rain came, because if the rain came and then the, the grapes would be destroyed. So anyone, whether they were ready to offer a whole day's work or, a, or a, um, an hour's work, and the thing is, the employers had a lot of power then, and this is like how it was in Malta. They had a lot of power. They had the power to paint peanuts, <laughs> or they had the power to be generous, or pay the minimum wage. In this case, the, the, worker, the workers were paid a just wage. They were paid a just wage. And those who were last, obviously, were paid the, even more yeah. than the just wage. But this is that they the could have been an abuse of power. There could have been an abuse of, of paying wages. But these guys, they were in a really bad position. They were, because they were kicked off the land, they were the scum. They had no, no security. Like even a slave had more security 
because they ha had their owner to look after them. They had a, a job security. These guys had nothing, nothing, nothing. Wow. Um. So they come to this place where they, they're picked up. The, the day would go from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And so there was the first pickup at 9 a.m. There was the second pickup at 12 p.m. And there was this, the third pickup at 5 p.m. Now, let's talk a little maybe about what, what does that mean for us? How, and what was Jesus saying? What was Jesus saying in all of this? So I guess Jesus, if we kind of compare this to the kingdom of God, um, that those people who were hired at 5 p.m., they were given the same compensation, I guess, as the early arrivals. Um, and basically shows us that our entry into the kingdom of God, God's mercy and God's salvation, it doesn't, it, it's not about whether we've earned it or whether we're owed it, but it's basically a gift. Yes, and God blesses us. And God's blessing is extravagant, okay? I think he wanted to, there are three things I think that maybe Jesus' intention, or at least the author's intention, Matthew's intention here was to bring out. And three important things. And one, I think the first is quite relevant for us as well. It's a, he's talking about seniority and the entitlement in seniority in the church. I, it, just because someone has been going, maybe Taking from this, just because someone is, has been coming to church for years and you've been sitting on the same pew for years and you've been sitting in the parish council for years and you've been sitting and volunteering for years doesn't make you senior in the church. This is what Jesus is saying. Don't get comfortable. Okay, just those who are first will be last. Those who are last will be first. The church doesn't belong to them, to you because you've been there a long time. And this is sometimes a reality as well in our parishes. Oh, definitely. I've seen it before and I've heard countless stories about, about this happening. And it kind of, it's, Jesus is speaking exactly into this because at, at the time, you know, the Jews were kind of, um, they despised the Gentiles. So the Gentiles mm. are the people who are coming to believe in God just when Jesus is, is on the earth. So I guess the Jews could argue, you know, we've been here for thousands of years, you know, through Abraham, through Moses. Um, and now all of a sudden, like, we, like those Jews are like those workers who've been working that whole day, you know, bearing the the day's burden, as it says in the gospel, bearing the heat. And then these 11th hour workers like the Gentiles, they're coming in and they're receiving the same thing. And that's that was same scandalous. Grace. Exactly, yeah. Same Holy Spirit, same empowering. And all of a sudden they didn't get the front rows. The Jews didn't necessarily get the front rows in their churches while they would have the front rows in their synagogues. You know, in fact, but you justify it. You think, wait, hold on. According to the scripture, if this is a continuation of the scripture, there's the Old Testament, sort of, if you look at it this way, the Jews were the chosen people of God. Jesus even himself says, I did not come to, uh, when he, a few weeks ago, he talked about the woman being, even the dog eats the scraps of the master's table. I have come for the Jews. I've come for the chosen people. But then we start to understand the revelation that, that all are equal in the kingdom of God, that whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, you're still shown. God does not differentiate. He does not um, distinguish. He does not discriminate by race. And he does not love one race more than another, one people more than another. He loves us all equally. Exactly. Everyone. And it doesn't mean like the, what the Jews, I think Jesus was trying to get this point across that just because the Gentiles are coming in now, it doesn't actually diminish anything that was promised to the Jews. Exactly. And everyone's, you're still going to be blessed. And I love this. I love that God's blessing is so abundant, so extravagant. We cannot take more than God wants to bless us. 
We cannot take more. You know, this is God throws his grace on us to overflowing. And whether you're a big jar of, of water that is overflowing or a small jar of water that is overflowing, you're still overflowing. And, and sometimes we're just so concerned about the big jar overflowing that we forget that we too are overflowing. Mm. And this is what God is saying. Hey, I've come to bless you. I've come to give you blessing. And I'm not going to distinguish whether you have a big jar or a small jar. I'm still going to be extravagant in my, in my blessing and my grace towards you. Yeah. And again, this is also the age. Eh? It talks about age, old and young. Exactly. And I, I love something that I kind of drew out of the scripture was that, you know, people are going to be come to faith at different parts of their life. And and this scripture really offers a lot of hope and encouragement that it's never too late to become a Christian. It's never too late to accept God's mercy and God's salvation. And so an encouragement to all the listeners, I'm sure we've all got people in our life that, you know, we're praying that they would, you know, come to know the love of God. Like this scripture is an encouragement to that, that it's it's never too late. Yes, and just because you've spent your whole life serving the Lord, which is a joy, which is something that I'm so grateful that I get to serve the Lord, but uh, and then it doesn't mean you're going to have a place of honor or more uh, blessing of God than someone who at the last moment converts. This is unfair, but it's not really, is it? Because God is not going to show us less grace. We're still going to get all the blessings of of God in our life. But you think about, again, always, I love the story of the, the good thief that died on the side of yeah. Jesus. He didn't live a good life, but he's in heaven, we know, just as much as St. Peter's in heaven and St. Paul is in heaven. This guy's in heaven because Jesus promised him, tonight you will be with me in paradise. We know he's a saint, for sure, guaranteed. But it doesn't mean he's going to have... Uh, less joy in heaven than St. Peter, than Mother Teresa, than all the great saints of, in, in this world. Yeah. And I think something to, to point out as well is that um, when I was f- reading this passage for the first time, I thought, oh, yeah, like I was agreeing with those early morning workers. I'm like, yeah, like they shouldn't be good. Like, but this reading was good because it actually, it shows us God's generosity, but it also cautions us as the reader against this envy. Yes. And envy can be so horrible. It can, it can destroy us. And uh, very often it's because we're looking at the other jar overflowing and we're not realizing God's blessing over our lives, yeah. God's, God's abundant blessing over our lives. And again, this is what we need uh, in the Christian life. It's about enjoying God's blessing and, and, and enjoying that God wants to be extravagant. Some people need more blessings than others. In, the, in Catholic theology, there was this cardinal, um, Cardinal Bernardine, um, and actually he talks about the seamless garment, but he, what we talk a lot about in Catholic theology is the preferential option of the poor. God prefers the poor. Now, what do you mean God prefers the poor? All lives matter, no? Like, it's not just the poor lives that matter. All lives matter. But God has a tendency. He reaches out to the poor. He loves the poor because they need more grace. They, they And they're more able to receive the grace and appreciate the grace that is given to them. And so God reaches out to those who are broken. He loves those who who are, are, are oppressed and loves those who are going through um, struggles in this life. But doesn't mean that God's not going to bless everyone. But some people need more outreach than others. Some people need more 
more comfort and consolation than others. And God's not going to hold back because he didn't bless this person in the same way and that person in the same way. Yeah. I, do, I think I'm, I'm, I'm losing clarity here. <laughs> I'm, I'm confusing you. <laughs> no, no, you're all good. You're all good. I think we're, we're going to talk about this in the topic as well. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we go to this, this topic? What's today's topic? Um, we usually have a joke or something in between. Yeah, a joke and a blessing. So do you want to go? What do you want to do first? Um, I can talk about a blessing. I won't talk about my blessing, but I want to talk about a blessing. Um, today, I just got a, um, a message as well from um, one of our parishioners who's just had a liver transplant and and went through that and through a whole family praying, a whole family gathering around, um, just interceding. And I joined with them as well, lit a candle for, for him as well. And uh, this morning I got news that it was a success and I'm just so grateful. So that's a, something, a praise report for, um, for this day. Fantastic. And, you know, just to all the listeners out there, we'd love to hear your praise reports and your blessings. And we'd love to even share some of those on the podcast. So, um, Make sure you send those through to us and, and we'll tell you at the you need to keep listening to find out how to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do you have a joke for us? I do. I'm not good at jokes, I'm not that funny, but um what do sprinters eat before a race? What do sprinters eat before a race? I don't know. What do sprinters eat before a race? Nothing. They fast. <laughs> I thought you would like that because you run. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm trying to run. I don't know if I, I wouldn't consider myself a runner, but I'm just, yeah, I'm managing. I managed on and off three kilometers of running. And my More aim is by the end. Well, my aim is by the end of this lockdown to be able to run um, 10 kilometers, eight miles or so without, without a break. All right. Well, we will like each podcast. We will find out how many kilometers. No. You're up to. There's your accountability. <laughs> well, I'm probably up to half a kilometer without a break for now, but I do three kilometers of running. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have a long way to go. Okay, so let's talk about what's the topic we're talking about this week. Yeah. So, flowing on from today's gospel reading, we're going to talk a little bit about generosity and envy. Hmm. Yeah. Tough ones. Tough ones, but important have you, ones. Have, have, have you ever felt envious? Yes, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, I did and I do sometimes, yeah. I think this is, but I'm, I don't think you can be human without experiencing envy. Exactly. And I think it goes back to the thing in the gospel, like it was a totally normal human reaction of those early morning laborers yes. to be feeling that way. They felt, yeah, exactly. And so it wasn't wrong that they felt that way. The, 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 it, it's not a sin to feel envy. It's, the problem is when we decide to entertain that envy, we decide to hold on to that envy, and we lose gratitude for what we have been given as a result of it. Or if, even more so when we act to destroy the joy in other people's life because of our envy. Exactly. That becomes actually a, a quite a serious sin. Yeah, and it's like when it apparently out of all the sins, like this is the envy is the only sin that, that doesn't actually give you pleasure. You know, the other mm. sins you, you feel a bit of pleasure for a little while, but this one it, it brings you down and it brings others down with you. And like like you said, it's it's rooted in resentment, and its end result is to is to destroy. And again, you've touched on this as well. It actually numbs the abundance of blessings that we already have. So yes, the way we kind of can combat this is if we practice gratitude. So. 
Being an attitude of gratitude. Exactly right. It's a being, being grateful. And I think gratitude also comes from, uh, it's important from the spoken word, but also allowing, you see, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Gratitude is not, I don't need to feel grateful to be grateful. Yeah. So it's about being thankful for things in your life, but also things in other people's lives. So I see somebody who's a better singer than I am, which there are plenty of, and there's yep. one person who's here right in front <laughs> oh, of me. No but, but instead of feeling jealous, instead of feeling upset, just stop and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for this person's gift. Thank you, Lord, that the, the, they're able to bless you. Now, well, I, I can still feel envy as I'm doing it. I can still feel angry as I'm doing it. But the attitude of gratitude, and once we start to be grateful, once we start to praise God, you see the devil, as you said, Elisa, the devil wants to put us down. He wants to steal our joy. And if every time the devil tempted us, we turned it to praise, we turn it back to praise, the devil will start getting fed up and start saying, what's, what's the point of tempting um, Elisa anymore? If every time I tempt her, she praises God, I'm going to stop. Yeah. I'm going to stop. <laughs> and, and in fact, the book of James says, resist the devil, resist the devil and he will flee from you. One of the ways we resist the devil, and this includes envy, is not through gossip because that's we're acting on our envy. It's not through putting people down. It's not through avoiding people, but it's through praising God for the gifts that they have. Exactly. Um, the other thing too is if we're constantly if like we're practicing gratitude for the blessings in other people's lives, but if we're practicing gratitude for the bless the things that God's given us, if we're constantly reminded of that, we actually haven't got time to focus on yes. you know what's going on with others, and therefore we envy less. Yes, <laughs> and it's just recognizing again that we're overflowing. God has blessed us more than we could ever know. God has blessed us more than we could ever imagine. And so if we just also focus on understanding that we are blessed and say also one of the things that the attitude of gratitude, which I think is one of the most powerful tools we have, is just thanking God for the gifts in our own lives too. Yeah. Just saying, thank you, Jesus, that I'm blessed to overflowing. I thank you, Jesus, that uh, your blessings in my life and my future uh, are unique and they're not the same blessings as that person. You see, but uh, in, I just thank you that you have blessed me and you will continue to bless me. The way we stop God's blessing is when we decide to act out of jealousy, out of envy. Because and then what we're doing is we're, we're shutting ourselves off from others and as a result, shutting ourselves off from God's blessing in our lives. Exactly. And also because God has blessed us so much, that in turn kind of encourages us to be generous. Yes. Um. And, and to raise people up as well, to use our platforms to raise people up, to raise them up always. And this is should be our concern. You know, I, I don't know, I don't usually talk about per persons, but there's a, that guy, both of us are friends with this person, Gary, um, Gary Pinto. And he's one of, honestly, the best singers, the best performers Incredible. In, in, in this universe. Like he's the vocal coach on The X Factor, the masked singer, the voice. He's trained people like Jessica Marboy, performed with people like... Um, Guy Sebastian and anyway he's a superstar but he never ever whenever you're with him he will always seek to raise the other person up never for one second seek to glorify himself he has sort of sung for me he's, he's a mega star like this and he comes to I have a concert with 20 people and he'll come and sing backing vocals because it will make me sound better <laughs> 
And I'm thinking, what's going on? Why would you do something like this? And instead of like um, someone would go to pay him, he says, no, 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 I'm going to pay you. He always outblesses other people. So beautiful. And I, it's just amazing to be like that. And, and he might experience envy. I don't know. He might experience, but he certainly doesn't allow it to take control of his life. He outblesses. He makes sure that people have a higher platform than him. Never once does he ever, ever raise himself. Even when it's his own concert, he never raises himself above others. <laughs> I went to his Sam Cooke concert and the whole time he just kept praising the band and kept introducing the band and saying how amazing this band member is, that band member is. And I'm thinking, that's amazing, eh? Well, I, I need, we need to learn off Gary. <laughs> we are so blessed to be his friend to learn from that's so good <laughs> there you go um, but, but yeah it's, I, I learned a lot about um being grateful an attitude of gratitude and raising other people's platforms as well from the people that have raised me in my life as well mm. so i'm grateful for so many people um that have blessed me in my life and so as a result because of recognizing that overflow i, f- I have the courage to bless others, to reach out to others, to raise the platform of others. And this is what Jesus is saying. Exactly. He's saying, like, this is the attitude we need to have, an attitude of gratitude, but an attitude of also raising people up, never raising ourselves up. We are already overflowing. We don't need to worry about anything else. Exactly. Okay, so we've reached the end of our podcast, the end of our time together. We have. Um, we have a challenge. We do have a challenge and it flows on from everything that we've said. We'd love all of our listeners this week to rejoice in someone else's blessings. That's Ooh. the challenge. And, and perhaps they... we could also extend that and be like to use whatever platform you have to raise others up. So practice that attitude of gratitude Yeah. in your own life. So th- Let's do it. Let's do it this week. How can we raise other people up? Yeah. And now people can, um, before you give them, you told them, stay tuned. Well, if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you please let us know your praise reports. Tell us how you're fulfilling the challenge. And um, we've been getting heaps of messages over the last couple of weeks over, you know, what this podcast is doing in people's lives. And we just love reading about it. Um, so you can send us an email at podcast at frgministry.com. You can comment on YouTube, so youtube.com forward slash FRG Ministry. We also have an Instagram account, and that's Catholic Influences underscore. Um, yeah, I think they're the three ways. <laughs> they can, absolutely. And FRG Ministry at FRG Ministry, a social media. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to hear your comments. Uh, we'd love to share your comments with other people as well. So if you have been. Um, you have a praise report please please share it with us also if you'd like to support this ministry there are a number of ways you can do it Um, number one is we want you to pray for us number two we ask you also if you're able to support bless this ministry the frg ministry through frgministry.com forward slash support dash us and also comments. How can people leave reviews and things? Yes. So whatever platform you're listening to on this podcast, um, listening to on this, I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> listening to this podcast too. Whatever you're listening to us, um, Apple Podcasts, whether that's Spotify, whether it's Google, um, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating if you like us. Yes. <laughs> um, leave us, not, not please, leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a five-star rating. <laughs> give us a review. Um, it, this will help us to be able to get this podcast out to so many more people and hopefully um, 
bring some blessings into some people's lives. Yes, and share this podcast with people, with friends, family, um, especially those who want to prepare for the Sunday Gospel. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for praying with us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you, Alyssa, for um, bearing with my uh, my preacher mode. And <laughs> no, it, thank it, you for bearing with my loss of tongue. <laughs> I don't know what happened. There you today. go. T- today we're stare faced. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you, God bless you, and we'll see you, and you'll hear from us again next week. Bye. Ciao.